Well, hello, beautiful people. My name is Debbie Happy Cohen. I'm the founder of Joy Based Living, and you're listening to a podcast called Mine, and it's about reclaiming your time, your energy, and your life. So today's conversation, I'm calling it a conversation because I imagine that when you're listening to me, you're having your own thoughts and you're having your own inner experiences. And um, so it might not be exactly a two-way conversation, but the conversation that's happening inside of me, inside of my heart, is an invitation for you to have a conversation inside your heart. So this conversation is a response to a conversation that I posted at YouTube. I'll put the link below. I'm going to tell you a tiny bit about it and then give commentary about it. If you want to listen to that one first, which I recommend, do it. If you don't, that's okay. You'll still get a lot out of what I'm about to say here. So that conversation was totally inspired uh, because of all these breakthroughs around gaslighting, gray rocking, and grace. And I started seeing that people who've healed from gaslighting, the same practices that they use, the same question of what's really true? What's really true? There's crazy making happening here. What's really true? I noticed that really uh, like major spiritual masters Across all different, I'm not talking about any particular religion, just across of the ones who are like top of their game, whether you're talking about Jesus or Muhammad or whoever you're talking about, they're, or, or you're talking about, uh, um, who are some of the modern ones, um, Sadhguru or Muji or any modern sage, Maharishi, they're all asking the same exact question what's really true, go to a deeper truth, go to a deeper understanding. And, and their, their way, and this is what I talk about in, that I'm not going to go into here, their conversation is about how to access that place in yourself to distinguish truth from, uh, from falsehood within your own mind. And then I started thinking about, oh my God, <laughs> the the psychological mind is gaslighting us within the spiritual conversation. Within the spiritual context, the mind is a gaslighter and the spiritual work is to come to the truth of your own being. And it just, it's cracking me up. So the reason I wanted to have a follow-up conversation here about that is because um, that conversation can lead to a belief that spiritual bypassing is okay. That conversation, which is full of breakthroughs about gaslighting and gray rocking. So you're like gray rocking the psychological mind, which is so trippy uh, in exchange for being seated in the unchanging and infinite part of yourself. And you're, you're asking grace to support you. You're asking, you're, you're in prayer with grace. You're in prayer with thanks. Thank you, thank you, thank you grace, bringing grace to the table. Well, after that conversation and a, and a day passed by, I thought, okay, we have to come back home to basics because there's a real temptation, especially 
in our hyper-independent women's society, hyper-independent society and hyper-independent women. I've never seen people more hyper-independent than some of the strong women in my life. And that can be a psychological and a spiritual danger zone. So I want to talk about three things. I want to talk about embodiment. I want to talk about friendship. And I want to talk about honor slash empathy. I'm the same again. Embodiment, friendship, and honor slash empathy. It can be really tempting inside of a spiritual conversation to say, oh, I got this. I'm good. I'm good. And I have been in so many spiritual communities where people are doing that. And under the table, without meaning to, unconsciously, people are flinging mud at each other in the form of unresolved and unhealed wounds. Those unresolved and unhealed wounds, which I talk about and ask people to journal about and get in conversation about in Joy-Based Living, in the 12 practices, those unhealed wounds are shame, abandonment, and betrayal. The unhealed wounds show up in the form of dissociation and not being present in the body. So there's thing number one, embodiment. If you do spiritual work without embodiment, it's like asking a ghost to exercise and get a get a muscle workout. There's nobody home. You have to come home to your sadness. You have to come home to the pain that lives inside your body before you can let it go. How can you let something go that's not even there? So on a spiritual level, it's not there. Uh-huh. But are you using that to avoid its presence? The, the great spiritual masters never ask you to pretend that you're not feeling what you're feeling. The great spiritual masters always say, yes, feel it. The sadness is there. Feel it. Don't, don't pretend it's not there. They're not asking you to pretend, but the dissociation habit says, oh yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I got it. And that leads my friends to the point number two, isolation. And that isolation can be deadly. That isolation can be a cause of deep, uh, mm, the negative side of loneliness. I believe there's a huge positive side to I'm in love with loneliness. I love lo- my loneliness was the place where the birthplace of, of my, not the birthplace, the, it was the holding place for my truths in a world that was so full of distraction and, and a lot of um, deceit, a lot of gaslighting in my family of origin, a lot, a lot of gaslighting. And so the lonely place inside of me was home base inside. It was a place of sweetness. And I've learned to really, really, really honor that and treasure that. It's a place where when I'm coaching people, it's really hard to lie to me. It's really hard. And not, not because I'm scared you're going to lie to me. It's that the point of, of doing any kind of like uh, transformation work is to help a person uncover their own lies and come to their own deeper truth. And if you're lying to the person who's trying to help lead you and you don't even realize it, how can you get past it, right? So because that that place inside of me was so uh, 
uh, it was so protected by me in my trauma. Um, when I started awakening to it, I started realizing how beautiful it is. Um, but I didn't do that as an excuse to stay alone. So when, when people are doing the 12 practices, they're encouraged and the 12 practices is an ebook that I have at joybaseliving.com. It has a journal. It has supplementary videos. When you're doing the 12 practices, I encourage you to find a friend to do it with if you can. Or if you might be a good fit within our joy-based living world to join our group if there's still room. So I'm not saying this as a sales pitch for joy-based living. I'm saying this because... I want you to realize how important it is to be embodied and be in relationship, to be in friendships where people feel that truth and understanding and love are beautiful. Not everybody thinks that truth, understanding, and love are beautiful. A lot of people run from them because they want to stay in the, you know, in the hypnosis of their cultural conditioned mind. And that's okay. Like, that's totally okay. Seriously. Like, we live in a world that has all kinds of options. We have infinite options. And, and what I find is that I want to be surrounded by people who find truth, understanding, and love to be beautiful. And when I surround myself with people like that, what I experience is, what I create is relatedness without agenda. I heard one, one person, one spiritual teacher recently call that, um, impersonal intimacy, impersonal intimacy where, where there's no other agenda other than feeling a sense of connection and honesty in the air. And it doesn't mean airing out all your crap. It doesn't mean they even know about your personal history. It just means that there's honesty in the air. And that, and that there's, there's sharing from a place of truth. And it also means practice number one includes imperfect and awesome. That's one of our main phrases at Joy Based Living is imperfect and awesome, imperfect and awesome. Like, I don't think anybody's just going to be honest perfectly. We live in a culture that tells us uh, to shame ourselves constantly, to shame our beauty, to shame our, to, to, that we need other people's approval to, to uh, honor our own intelligence uh, what is it? Beauty, power, intelligence, and preciousness that we're taught with all four of those to shame those and to rely on other people's authority and approval to give us like, like, you know, the Wizard of Oz, like, oh, we need the wizard to give us blah, 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 blah. So this is very much about claiming your own authority, but not doing it in a way that says, now I'm going to be all alone in the form of psychological isolation. Um, the mind, it can be so very tricky. So, so what you want is, okay, let's go back. Embodiment. Embodiment means honesty. Honesty with your grief. Honesty with your joy. Honesty with, with, with uh, the painful things that move through you on a feeling level and on a body level. Because the mind will speak through the body. The body doesn't lie. And so when you're with the body, you're with your truth. And then you realize there's a, there's a higher truth than that. You're with the truth of the moment. You're with the truth of what's moving through you. And then you realize there's a higher truth than that. And that you can uh, release that as well. But you can't release it if you pretend it's not there. 
that's where people do suppression and repression, and that's where they end up on, on psych meds. Um, depression medication and anxiety medication come right from there because you're shaming your own honest experience. If you think of an infant crying because they're hungry or they want company or whatever they're crying for, uh, there's honesty in the cry. There's honesty in our needs. Um, okay, so we have embodiment, we have connection, friendship, um, uh, not isolation. We have authentic connection. That's one of our key phrases at Joy-Based Living is, is authentic connection. Um, and, and you can't pretend that away. Now, there are some sages who go off into um, you know a cave for some people say for hundreds of years. I believe everything. Okay, totally possible. I don't think they're doing it to escape their parents or to escape a society that sucks. They're doing it because they feel called to do it. They feel a calling that's deeper and higher. That's a different conversation than what we're having here right now. So we have uh, embodiment, we have friendship, and we have number three is honor slash empathy. So Dr. Brene Brown, whose TED Talks I recommend to everyone who's part of Joy-Based Living, two popular TED Talks, she says that um, shame thrives in secrecy, silence, and judgment. We're going back to relationships now, right? So relationships and friendships where we don't have to have secrecy, silence, and judgment about our own personal experience. Um, Those relationships put light, put breath, put air and oxygen into those places that have been festering inside of ourselves uh, with shame. And, and so shame is what hides us. And so when we have, uh, and so, so, um, Brene Brown says that we heal shame with empathy and empathy looks like, uh, putting light on this thing that was a secret inside of you, whether it's through therapy or through a friendship. I believe that the richer our friendships are, the less therapy we need. Um, that's been my uh, experience a hundred percent. And, and, uh, so, so, uh, Brene Brown says that the healing for shame is through empathy. So that means that shame no longer gets to thrive in secrecy, silence, and judgment. Mario Martinez says that we have three cultural wounds, three healing fields. I'll just talk about one of them, that one of the three cultural wounds, which I think is the one that, that, that is really like, if I had to like, if I have to, if I had to like aim gunfire at the one main one and make it like be blown away into smithereens, it would be shame. Um, it, well, he says that shame, shame, abandonment and betrayal, honor, commitment and loyalty. He says that shame is healed with honor. So I use both. So at, at Joy-Based Living, practice number two is feed the cow, feed your container of worthiness with honor. So honor means I'm going to honor my own presence. I'm going to honor my own honest experience. And I'm going to honor the fact that I am much bigger than my thoughts and feelings and embodiments. I'm going to honor the fullness of me on a spiritual level. I'm going to honor the psychological me on that smaller level that this is my current experience right now. And so if you hear paradox, paradoxes in here, great. I just want the point of this conversation is that I wanted to acknowledge that this conversation I just had that was breakthrough about 
gaslighting, gray rocking, and grace. That that should not that conversation should not be an excuse to go in a hidey hole of psychological isolation and pretend that you could do it all yourself. We live in community. We live we are we are community creatures. We are social creatures. And so my hope, the reason I wrote the 12 practices that I'm now getting a better understanding of how to explain with everybody who's been doing them has been getting all these benefits. But I, it's been really tricky for me to, to explain to people on the outside who haven't been inside of it. One of the person who was in conversation with me about the gaslighting and gray rocking and grace, she said, Debbie, what we have here, toy based living, it's another planet. This woman has done years and years and years and years of psychological and spiritual work. And then within weeks of being part of our joy based living group, she looks like a different person. And to me, what I see in that, she said, I have hope. I have like, I'm like, a, like, she's like, this is a different planet. And what I see is that through the collection of personal development and spiritual development, you can get lots of really great ingredients and put them all on your shelf and in your refrigerator and in your freezer. But you need community to cook them. You need community to put them on the stove and in the, in the oven to bake them and to grill them. And, and then all of a sudden you get more life force inside of you. So the tricky part for me in terms of sharing to the 12 practices and sharing joy-based living is, is yes, this is very much an independent experience within oneself, but it only works in full in community that, that we were, uh, we were wounded in relationship and we are healed in relationship but what does that look like and what does that feel like and what does relatedness without agenda feel like that's what's in it for you that's what i want for you that's my wish for you so i'm going to post the link to the original uh breakthrough video on gaslighting and gray rocking and grace in the show notes here and i'm going to post this uh, podcast called Mine, and we're going to wrap this up right now by bringing it back to Mine, um, <laughs> in the blog post that has the video, so they'll be together. Um, so we're going to wrap this around with Mine. What did we talk about just now? We talked about embodiment, my embodiment. Nobody can embody my body. Nobody can dream the dreams I have at night. Nobody can embody the, feel, the felt sensations I have in response to something I see or think or do. Those are my embodiments, mine. Uh, friendship, my relationships. These are things that are my responsibility to tend to, to create, to generate, to protect, to uh, offer relational correction as necessary. And a lot of times I'll give you a little secret. It looks like, Here's a story I'm telling myself right now. Is it true? Is what you say to the other person if you don't know. Or, oh my gosh, I'm not sure if I hurt you. Is it true? That's a story I might be telling myself. Or, I think you hurt me. Is this what you meant when you said that? Okay, so th that's mine. That's my responsibility. And then, and then the third piece, what was the third piece? We had friendship, we had embodiment, and we had, oh, come on, you're probably remembering it before I am right now. We have embodiment, we have friendship, 
gosh darn it, it's not coming to my mind. Should I leave that alone? No, I'm not going to leave it alone. What was the third piece? Yes, honor and empathy. Honor and empathy. It's my job to offer honor and empathy to this entire experience of releasing myself from the gaslighting of other people, releasing myself from the gaslighting of my cultural conditioned mind, that it's my job to offer honor and empathy and to invite people into my life who will offer that to me so I can be in a receptive position, not just in a giving position. Um, A lot of people who are attracted to joy-based living have a tendency to be over-givers, over-generous, over-generous in their assumptions about other people, over-generous in giving people too many chances, um, and and (laughs) over-generous in their denial about what's really happening. Um, So, So uh, honor and empathy is something that you want to give and receive and not just one-on-one, but within group relationships. And so that is the cake I've been baking here for a few years now. And the sweetness that's coming out of it now is outstanding. And I want this for you. I want this for everybody who wants it. I want this for everybody who wants and who finds beauty in love and understanding and truth. Thank you very much for all of your time, energy, and attention today. I appreciate you very much. Bye for now.